This podcast is part of the Shareable Podcast Network. Learn more at shareable.fm. This is a shareable mini episode where I ask the guest 10 important big questions, and they have to answer them as fast as they possibly can. I call it Think Fast. Today on Think Fast, Joe Sanok. Welcome to the show. I'm about to ask you 10 rapid fire questions. You have to answer them as quickly as you can. That doesn't mean you can't take your time answering them. It just means that you need to get the, the words out of your mouth as quickly as possible. You want to think and answer as quickly as you can. Are you up for the challenge? I'm up for it. Bring it, Jeff. Time to think fast. Here we go. What book should everyone read next? And you can't say your own book. Thursday is the new Friday, which obviously everyone's already read or pre-ordered. I would 100% say The Untethered Soul. The Untethered Soul has been a book that has changed my life. It's helped me to, I guess I don't have to talk fast. I'm just thinking fast. So yeah, it's, cool. um, it, it, it's, it's a book that has allowed me to step back from my emotions and my history and all the things that come up all the time and realize that awareness is really the most human part of me and to allow really difficult emotions to flow through me. Dig it, man. I'm going to add that to my list. That sounds like something I want to read. All right. Number two, what's your favorite podcast? And as much as you want, as much as you'd like to say it, you cannot say shareable. (laughs) Uh, No, I would say probably my favorite podcast shift, depending on what I'm thinking about. Um, I would say the one that I have been most into recently has been the Ram Das podcast. Uh, I've been really into kind of spiritual development, Taoism, understanding myself, you know, going through difficult times. Um, so I'd say that one, when it comes to kind of business, I mean, Pat Flynn's smart passive income podcast is always a classic. Uh, the one thing podcast is amazing. Um, but for me, Ram Das, his teachings, I really resonate with. Cool. Dig it. Okay. What negative experience in your life? Are you most happy that it happened to you? Ooh, I'm going to ask right you the same now. question in five years, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think in five years, it'll be what's going on right now, but that is probably not going to be my answer right now. I would say negative experience. Um, my, in 2012, when my daughter had heart surgery and I had cancer, um, I never would have wished that on anybody. Um, but it really allowed me to, to step back and and to see life. And I, I still, I actually do think that right now going through this divorce, um, I think it is a really good thing for me. It really exposed a lot of things in the relationship. Um, you know, we were on the road living in a camper from September until, uh, September, 2020, until April of 2021 with the idea that kids living in national parks would be way more interesting than a zoom school. Uh, and and that experience was this epic road trip and the marriage fell apart in the middle of this road trip and it was terrible and it was hard. And I I still don't see the sunny side of it yet, but I more and more each day I'm seeing how it feels like things have lifted off my shoulders in a way that I really would never have expected them to, to feel a positive thing out of this. Got it, man. Okay. Um, I feel like we should jump on that, but like, we're going to move on to the next one because it's think fast. We'll talk offline. Um, what is a lesson that you wish that you had learned earlier in life? Not to take things so seriously. I mean, I'm an Enneagram three, so I'm an achiever type with a wing four. So I'm creative. Um, you know, I would get a lot. Oh yeah. That's my wife's Enneagram. So so you're saying that I'm like your wife. (laughs) A lot like her, except she's a wing two, I think. Oh yeah. So she has that sort of like mother hen side. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. We have a lot to talk about offline, <laughs> Yeah. but, but I think that, um, just there were so many times I had opportunities to do like really fun things that were a little bit risky in college that I 
just took life so seriously. And even in my, you know, twenties and thirties, just really took life probably more seriously, even though I, I traveled a bunch and did a bunch of really unique things. It still was through a lens of, of achievement and proving myself. And I think really realizing that I don't have anything to prove to anybody. Um, like that's a big lesson to step back from and be okay with just being. Hell yeah, man. Uh, what's the most important skill of the future? Ooh, to not let AI take over. Uh, I mean, honestly, like I've been watching this stuff about like the Elon Musk has been talking about recently about AI and the ability of it to just take over in a lot of ways. Um, I think that in the future, we, we definitely don't want that to happen. Um, but if I was to really think about actual skills, I think conversation skills are going to be some of the most important skills that people can have. Because when you, like, I think about my six-year-old and 10-year-old daughters, um, and we did a podcast um, about our road trip together. And to just see Lucia, my 10-year-old, go from being interviewed to then being a good storyteller to then she'll be around a campfire with other adults and she'll just pull out these stories about being on the road that it's just, it blows your mind. She's such a good storyteller and conversationalist. And I feel like you can be academic smart, you can be tech smart, you can do all these things, but if you can't carry on a conversation and relate quickly, like, I mean, I just met you, you know, an hour and a half ago. And, and I feel like we've connected in a way that like is very quick for only knowing someone for, you know, just over an hour. Yeah. I think that that skill then opens up doors and relationships that you never know what that's going to do for you, um, whether personally, professionally, or in other ways, so just that ability to have like good human conversation. I think that's going to genuinely be the skill of the future. I a hundred percent agree with you, man. Um, what industry or career path do you think has the most promising future or potential? I mean, I, I do think that there's so there's so much in technology right now um, that's interesting and you know has potential for for doing harm. Um, I would actually like to see you know people really start to innovate within that more around human centric um, technology instead of saying like how do we make humans more like robots. It's more like how do we enhance the human experience and the human connections and the human emotions. Uh, I don't know what that would look like, but I just feel like we've gone so far away from what it means to be human with our technology that there's got to be a way to bring it back where it feels like it, it's more connecting than what we've had. Yeah. I think we need like a values alignment to even get to that point. Like we have to decide what does it mean to have a human centered experience? Yeah. yeah. There's so much, there's so much there for sure. Okay. What's one thing that everybody listening to this episode should go and do today. They should go plan a, a party. I mean, like, honestly, I mean, yes, I know that there's all sorts of things going on with COVID and all that and variants, but I, I want to go back to that. We miss other humans. And, and so even if it's a socially distanced mask wearing outdoor party or whatever, find a way to connect with other people. Um, I love hosting just like epic parties with our neighborhood. And to me, some of the best and closest unexpected friendships and relationships have come out of just inviting people into my home that we're not even really acquaintances. There were neighbors that I just saw. Um, and I think that too often we just get into our own silos of friendships um, and just kind of are on repeat. And there's nothing wrong with having close friends, but um, I think that going out into the world and you know helping people connect with each other and say, oh, this friend and this friend who both have a similar interest, you guys should talk. To me, that's where we enjoy life so much more than if we just focus on, on business and kind of that side of things. Yeah, man. And that's really resonating with me right now. I've been at a couple of things recently where I was like, man, am I forgetting how to connect with other human beings in a public space? And no, I haven't, but I do have to shake, shake the cobwebs off for sure. It was uh, it was a little bit more awkward than normally. 
Um, what real life or uh, what real life figure or fictional character do you identify with and why? Mm. Someone just told me the other day that I'm like um, Dick Van Dyke in um, in Mary Poppins, which actually I really resonated with. Uh, I forget what that character's name is. The chimney sweep guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, chimney, because, chimney, chimney, that guy. yeah. Yeah, it's a, right now that's top of mind because um, I feel like I have a lot of goofiness, but I also have some seriousness. And it's like he had his like group of like chimney sweeps and you know people that are working hard, but then they're also playing hard. Uh, so I think right now that seems like a like pretty good, pretty good person to align with. That's a good one. Okay, if you could have any one superpower, what would it be? You can also choose a superhero's set of powers, so it can be Ooh. multitude. So you can choose a superhero, or you can choose a single superpower. Man. I feel like I wouldn't want that unfair advantage. Uh, like there'd be so much responsibility on that. And not that I want to not have responsibility. Um, but for a quick question, if I have to really think about it, um, I, don't, I do like how Superman can just get anywhere super fast. I mean, to be able to just bounce around the world would just be fun. Um, but I really like being a dad. And I feel like if I became like a superhero, then it's like, I'm responsible for everyone else's emotions and safety. And so then it's like with great power comes great responsibility. And I would have to take time to think through if I even want that level of responsibility or if I want to just like be Joe. Wow. What if it was like a superpower that would allow you to just be locally super? Like as mm. a dad, you had the ability to X, Y, and Z. Like, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, when I think about it, like, I think a lot of my personal work is trying to meditate, become more one with the universe, experience life outside of maybe the illusion of separateness. So maybe if I could go in and out of like being human, but I mean, I don't know that I would necessarily even want, I feel so content with like being human and being who I am right now that I think I would have a fear that if I I mean, every single story when someone becomes rich and they wanted to be rich, it, their life falls apart, you know, or like they get that thing that they think is going to make them more happy. It always backfires. Like, you know, the, the genie in the lamp stories. And I, I feel like I've learned from that where I've become very content with what unfolds in my life that I, I really don't think that I would, I can't believe I'm saying that. I can't believe that I'm saying that I don't think I would want a superpower. Wow. I know. It's the first time I think anyone's ever answered that. Well, that, that's me. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well then this next question, which is the final question is going to be fantastically interesting. Have you seen all, right. all the Avengers movies? That's not the question, by the way. Have you seen all yeah. the Avengers movies? Like, uh, I've, I think I've seen most of them. I don't okay. know if I saw them in the right order though. Cause I know there's like a specific order you're supposed to watch them, but I, I've seen, seen most seen of them. End, have you seen Endgame and Infinity I have. War? Okay. Cool. Yeah. So you're familiar with the Infinity Gauntlet, the, uh, the, the uh, glove and the snap and the whole thing. A little bit. Okay, I'll give you the premise again real quick oh, yeah. just to refresh you. So uh, there's this thing called the Infinity Gauntlet. It's a glove that allows you to house and utilize the power of the six Infinity Stones. Gives you basically complete control over all matter, time, and life in, in time and space, basically. So you have the ability to do anything with this. Thanos used it to snap his fingers and wipe out half of the life in the entire universe. Uh, subsequently, uh, the Incredible Hulk snapped his finger and brought everyone back. And then in a battle at the final end of Endgame, uh, Tony Stark Iron Man was fighting against uh, Thanos, who was ready to snap his fingers again and cause a permanent solution that way. And he stole the uh, gems, had on his fingers, and he snapped his fingers, and he wiped out Thanos's army and made the Earth safe. So I have this thing. It's been in my closet for a little bit. I don't do much with it. 
and I'm willing to offer it to you. You can take this glove and you can put it onto your hand. You can snap your fingers and anything, anything in the world that you think can become reality. You can change reality as you see fit. You can end all suffering. You can cause mass suffering. You can do literally anything that your imagination would allow for. But here's the catch. As you are presumably a human, not a superpowered individual based on the last question, it would likely cost you your life to snap your fingers with this glove on. So any change that you thought up would happen, but it would likely cost you your life. So the question is, Joe, if I gave you this gauntlet, would you take it and put it on and snap your fingers? And if you did snap your fingers, what would happen after you snap? Mm. I think I would snap my fingers because I would want to, if I truly believed that this gauntlet would work, I would want to snap my fingers and have all of humanity see ultimate reality. Uh, and so to see behind the curtain that religion has tried to tell us to see behind, you know, particle physics, to see beyond black holes, to have, you know, a moment in, in human history uh, that humanity fully understood ultimate reality. Uh, because I think that in that, you know, my own personal individualism of being like, I'm going to die and never see my daughters again, they'll be raised without a dad if they had just saw ultimate reality, which I assume would be some sort of expansive particle physics or, you know, oneness with the universe force, whatever we want to say, I would assume that they would be like, dad is, is there now. Then part of me also says like, I just want to raise my kids and, and not do that. Um, yeah. But, but I would say that um, it might be worth the risk. Yeah. I always forget to add the caveat that there is no monkey's paw sort of situation in either of these last two questions, like just take them at face value. Like, it's not like, uh, you know, you say, I want there to be an end of all suffering, but that causes X, Y, and Z. So I, I try to be charitable in that, but I think that's a very good answer. Ultimately, I actually was thinking about this question the other day and I thought it'd be really good if you could just know what is true. Like, what is the ultimate truth of everything that's happening? Because I was thinking about the questions of like truth and honesty and all that sort of stuff, but good answer. I appreciate it. Joe, I appreciate you. you coming on Think Fast and Thinking Fast with me. Um, you've been Joe Sanak. I've been Jeff Gibbard. This has been Think Fast, and this episode has been shareable. Wait, don't leave. If you've never listened to my fancy outro, do it just once for me, please. Okay, if you enjoy shareable and you find it valuable, there's a few ways that you can support the show. One, you can share it on social media, which I strongly encourage. I mean, it's literally the name of the show, shareable. Two, you can review it on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're an Overcast user, as many of my listeners are, make sure to click that star button on the episodes that you like. The third way that you can support the show is by blogging about it or discussing it on your own podcast or even by making a YouTube video where you talk about one of the episodes. And then the final way that you can support the show is by supporting it directly on Patreon. You can find the link in the show notes. Now, before I let you go, I want to tell you about one other thing. You see, Shareable is just one of many projects that I'm working on at any given time. I've got another podcast called Rogue. I do a live streaming show every week called The Heroic Council. I've got a blog where I release a blog post twice a week. And if you're looking to keep up with all sorts of different content that can help you grow and become a superhero in life, I want you to check out jeffgibber.me. That's where I list all of my current projects and projects that are coming up in the future, including my forthcoming book, The Lovable Leader. It would mean a lot to me if you could go and check out some of the other things I've worked on because I put just as much of my heart into those projects as I do into Shareable. 
Thank you so much for being a listener. Thank you for being a supporter. And I hope to see you here on the next episode of Shareable.